Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. There is an organization of the artifact called the Borg Reclamation Project. It maintains its independence by treaty. If I can get Federation diplomatic credentials as an envoy to the project, then the Romulans will be forced to let me meet with the director or risk an incident with the Federation. But if the director doesn't want to meet with you? I know him and I think he will. And welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week, we get teleported deep into the heart of the cube as we discuss Season 1, Episode 6 of Star Trek Picard, The Impossible Box. But first, he's the faceless botanist to my limbless wooden puppet. It's James. How are you doing, James? Wait, hold on one second. I'm almost done here. I'm making a new character on STL. Uh, Mayor Fietti of the USS Flavortown. All right, I'm good. All right, good. good. Thanks good. for having me. Yeah, not a problem. And he's the dreamer who's knocked out every time he phones home. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? Oh, he phoned home. Wait, does that mean we get to do the the this whole episode? Sans Rob? Yeah. All right, well, I'm all for it. Let's do this. Let's do no, it. I, no, I'm, I'm awake. It's been 70 seconds. Oh, that's too bad. Well, no, it takes 70 seconds for her to fall asleep. Well, now I'm back awake. Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you stab yourself in the hand with something? Yeah, hold on. Thanks. Ow. (laughs) It didn't even sound like you stabbed yourself in the hand. It sounded like you hit something. your desk. Right. stabbed my desk, yeah. I missed my hand. Oh, my God. God. And you still said ow? Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, geez. What an idiot. (laughs) What a doorknob. Uh... Rob, you got any news for us? Yeah, um, ep- uh, a new episode of Picard came out to, uh, this week. You know, I keep meaning to watch that. I just hadn't gotten yeah. to it yet. Yeah, yeah. You should, you should really get on it. It's good. It's quite good. What um, else you got? <laughs> oh, oh, well, <laughs> Apparently I that was more. it. I gotta have more. <laughs> uh, so um, there is a new show being uh, worked on for Disney Plus. Uh, it is called Pilgrim. Okay, what's it about? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, so they're not calling it Kenobi, they're calling it Pilgrim? Well, that's the uh, show title right now, uh, oh. or working title. Okay, Pilgrim. so it's the code name, code name Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Po- code name Pilgrim. Did they say yeah. when it's coming out? Uh, they're going to start shooting at the very beginning of 2021. So oh, after Kathleen Kennedy's gotten her hooks in the uh, in the script, great yeah, sure. and fucking fantastic. Yeah, it says uh, they're starting to shoot at the beginning of the year. Uh, they'll be they're in pre production, uh, starting this summer. Um, the scripts that Ewan, I'm sorry, Ewan, Ewan McGregor, Ewan, um, Ewan, 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 
what he's read so far looks really good, uh, and he is looking forward to it. Yeah, that's Didn't what he, he said. Say whenever, that about the original scripts. Yeah, that's yeah. what he said. Whenever they delayed it, was it's all good. We're still doing it. Blah blah blah. The scripts are great. My name is Ian McGregor. That's oh, not what he sounds like he doesn't sound like that at all. No, no, no that was a that horrible. Was- you and McGregor that was, a, yeah. that was like a cross between um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and something. <laughs> Somebody without a tongue. Yeah. Uh, there's also a ru- another rumor go- uh, floating around there that Charge uh, uh, R. Binks might be crossing paths. Oh, God. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't we have anything good in Star Wars anymore? We have the, we have the child. We have... The child. That's true. We have the, the Mandalorian. Child. If they fuck up Obi-Wan Kenobi, I'm okay with it. Do you know why I'm okay with it? Because uh, there's no child. Because Obi-Wan Kenobi is fucking overrated. He is the worst goddamn Jedi of all no, time. No, he's not. He's, he's the best Jedi. Lying he is the mouth. best Jedi. He loses his saber. He falls off of ledges. <laughs> that is... Jedi He's 101. He's the epitome of, of Jedi. Oh my yes. God. He is, he the, is, oh, he is Master Jedi. He cut Darth Maul in half and couldn't even kill him. He just cut him in half. That's not his fault. And, That's the writer's and, fault. And he did. Well, what's the difference at this point? And <laughs> he fucking, he made Vader because instead of just killing Anakin and finishing the goddamn job, he's like, well, I cut off all your shit what? and you're on fire. You're on fire. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm out. Out, no yeah. man, you put a fucking do. lightsaber through Dude. that motherfucker. What did he have to do? Yeah, it was getting hot. Padme. It was getting from hot what? in here. <laughs> what did he have from to save Padme? Dying from, of a broken from, heart. From, from, well, nobody can save that. You die from a broken heart. I'll die from coronavirus. Everybody dies from something. You fucking, but not fucking Vader. Oh, goddamn. He catches on fire, loses three limbs, and fuck it. He becomes a fucking dictator of the universe. Well, Everybody his, else, though, his hatred die. sustains him. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's almost Maybe like uh, evil baby Yoda and tears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. sing the song. Don't do it. I wouldn't dream of it. What else you got? Um. So the Matrix Four uh, is starting to look really good. You know how I know? Because it's got Keanu Reeves in it. Well, not only that, but um, the uh, production value is so explosive, it is literally melting street signs. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Apparently, uh, some of the action got a little little heated, and they (laughs) did about uh, $2,000 worth of damage to uh, building lamps and street signs in San Francisco. (laughs) nice. Yeah. Yeah, I know Kung Fu. Yeah, apparently there's a lot of pyrotechnics in this bad boy. Whoa. Is Michael Bay directed? I know pyro. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Michael Bay is absolutely 100% directing this motherfucker. Well, yes. if anybody could destroy the Matrix, it would be him. With lots of explosions? I'm not sure where you're going well, with Well, destroy the, the, franchise the franchise in general. Yeah. Oh, the franchise in general. Uh, I was going to say Kathleen Kennedy is a good candidate for that. Uh, yeah, yeah. She would, I, that would be an interesting matchup. Who could destroy the Matrix franchise more completely? Michael Bay or Kathleen Kennedy? Well, I'll be honest. What if they partnered up? Oh, then, yeah. Coronavirus, take us all. 
Yeah. Coronavirus, take me now. Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't put Kathleen Kennedy in charge of my shoe closet. <laughs> You'd only end up with, like, with one shoe? She'd fuck it up. Like, she'd take all of my shoes out. She'd You'd have put all just left, women's left foot, shoes in there left and shoes. tell me that I need to learn how to walk in high heels. Wait, wait, wait. If she took all your shoes out and put all women's shoes in, it would be the same closet. Oh, don't you I see already what you know did there. To walk in high heels? Yeah, no. No, I don't do drag anymore. <laughs> what? <laughs> what else you got, Rob? Um, so uh, let's see. There is a novella out there called Screaming Metal. Yes, there is. <laughs> Take it away, Jason. All right. So Screaming Metal, um, a novella that was um, released online, at least did the most part. Uh, they have a preview out there. Um, it is... Basically, uh, humans' first contact with an alien species kind of through another alien species, which is uh, AI-controlled mechs. Uh, it's actually pretty cool. They've got, a, they've got the first part of the series out there for free that you can download and read, and then I think it's a dollar to get the, the full version in PDF, EPUB, or uh, what's the other? Oh, Moby. So you can uh, you can go. We'll have the the link up there on the show notes, so you can go check that out. I'll read the description here, which is uh, Priyanka and the crew of the Alley Cat are junk mercs for hire, specializing in metal brain cores, which the, they're they're calling the Mex Metal. Uh, rare non-functioning alien AIs on a job in the depths of a starship junkyard on Shake Hands. I'm guessing that's a planet. Uh, frontier planet of colonists not interested in outsiders or technology. They received detailed coordinates for their latest job, apparently from the brain core itself soon after they are attacked. So go check that out. I've, I've read the first part of it and it's, it's pretty interesting. All right. That's all I got. Wait, wait, wait. That's all you have. Yeah. Are we going to talk about the biggest news of all? What? Creative brain candy. Are we going to talk about that this week or no? Is that a thing? <laughs> that's not my that's not my news yes yeah, so we have launched a a brand new network it is a, a it was a like media last cooperative <laughs> so if you if you listen to the show and you stay towards the end you can really feel uh you can hear this isn't his Jason department really but you feels. go ahead and take it away rob no no i'm not I, this <laughs> is as far as i was going i've yet to figure that out yet Porn, porn. That that would porn, be porn. his expertise. Kleenex uh, acquisition. No, we're done with the Kleenexes. I don't want to know what you've moved on to. Beach towels, the socks, beach towels. Wow. Well, that's definitely different than a sock. Yeah, all my socks were getting too stiff. Okay, now uh, we've gone to a place that has grossed me out. Jason, tell us about Creative Brain yes. Candy. So, Creative Brain Candy is a, a media cooperative uh we were, we're starting with podcasts um we have several podcasts on the on the network so far uh smoking and drinking in space of course we've uh, revived bad gamers anonymous you can go check them out at badgamersanonymous.com and simply stogies is on the network so that's that's james's love child um and we've also got a an economics based uh, podcast called Drunkonomics, where a couple guys uh, get drunk and talk economics. It's 
Uh, it's informative and pretty funny listening to them drunk slur their way through economic theory. Yes. Drunk splain. Is that a thing? Drunk splaining? Yeah, th- I think yeah. that's a pretty good description. Yeah. And we'll also move on to other media. Uh, the written word will have uh, eventually have written articles and uh, short stories uh, out on the site. Uh, visual arts. So uh, we're looking for people who want to uh, display um, either, you know, web comics, video, uh, any other kind of uh, drawing or illustrations that they'd, they'd like to put out there. Um, the, the, the whole point of this cooperative is to enable creators to express themselves in what create, whatever creative medium uh, they, they would like to express themselves in. So whether that be uh, through audio, like what we do, uh, visual media through illustrative illustration, uh, video, uh, the written word, whatever. And the members of the cooperative help each other out with uh, various expertise in, in their field. So if somebody's wanting to break into uh, another medium that they're not familiar with, then uh, we, we have people who can help them out with that. Yeah, no, this is a, it's, it's a great thing. You can check it out at creativebraincandy.com. We've got a couple of more podcasts that are in the works, at least three that I'm aware of. Uh, that should be coming around sometime, I would imagine, by mid-April at the latest. So stay tuned for that. And none of them, oddly enough, are done by the three of us. Right. Well, uh, we're also going to launch a uh, cooking show. No, you're not. No? No. Come on. No. Uh, CreativeBrainCandy.com. Check it out. You can listen to all of the uh, podcasts that we have there. There's links to everything. Uh, like we're really excited about this. We're really excited to launch this co-op and, and bring creators in and get their content out there and help them get started, uh, creating something. So we are, uh, by creators and for creators, check us out, creativebraincandy.com. And literally that's all the news that I have. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. We're not starting a cooking show, Rob. Burning things is not cooking. Can you boil water, Rob? Um, yeah. And then burn it. I look at it, I stare at it, and then eventually it starts bubbling. Oh, God. That's not how it works at all. Yes, it is. Okay. Who's ready for a pod crawl? Oh, please, sweet Jesus, bring it on. We call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl? The pod crawl! Pod crawl! Pod crawl! Pod crawl! Excellent! Insert it deep! Pod crawl! Kind of like a space suppository full of information. The show this week opens with a different type of flashback inside the head of Other Dash as a child wandering into her father's laboratory during a storm. He yells at her, as dads sometimes do when small children go bumbling into places they shouldn't, and she wakes with a start. Narek is there, consoling her and asking about her dream, before having the tables turned on him when she asks what his real name is. Playing the dark, brooding jerk of a boyfriend, he passive-aggressively tells her to piss off and leaves. Meanwhile, Jurati is explaining to Picard how Maddox died of a broken heart, but conveniently leaves out the vital detail that she was the one who broke it, literally. The topic switches over to the artifact and Picard's time experimenting in college with being bored, and is still a little sore on the subject. He takes his leave to calm down in his virtual chateau, and pulls up a photo album of years long past. Later, Rios is making the final goal to win the World Cup, in his mind, and Jurati is looking for a distraction from the memories of murdering her lover and mentor. Narek and Romulan Cersei are fighting over who gets to fuck over other Dash while Narek plays with his Rubik's Cube. 
Narek wins because he's much smarter than his punch first, punch questions later sister and develops a plan to get into the mind of other Dash. Three hours away from the artifact, Picard realizes he needs an actual plan of action to get onto the artifact, so he calls Raffi out from her drunken stupor to call in a favor and burn a bridge to get him some diplomatic credentials to meet with the Borg Reclamation Project Director. He has some serious PTSD upon coming back to a Borg cube and almost takes a header off of a platform, but Hugh is there to ground him back in reality with a friendly face and a reassuring hand. Hugh takes Picard on the nickel tour through a literal Borg body shop on the way to find other Dash, and Picard is amazed at the transformations he sees from the former Borg, which starts to soften his opinion about the Borg in general. Meanwhile, other Dash phones home to Mom, who, yet again, bores her into a coma. Upon waking this time though, she does some investigating by scanning all of her stuff and finding out she's the ripe old age of three years old. Narek, coming full circle in the manipulative boyfriend bit he's doing, invites her to a meditative walkabout and plays the vulnerable tough guy by revealing the name he doesn't use online. Other Dash goes through her Freudian therapy by strolling through her dream and finally gets a good look at her dad, Geppetto, but can't make out his face. Startled from seeing herself as the wooden girl who thinks she's a real girl, Narek rubs some salt in that wound and leaves her to die from a radioactive red mist. Other Dash goes full Terminator on the floor of the yoga studio and punches her way through to the deck below, where she finds Picard and Hugh waiting for her. Picard pleads with her to come with him, and she follows Picard and Hugh to a super-secret Borg teleporter room that can transport them to another planet. Picard asks Rios if he knows the way to San Jose, and Elna shows up just in time to Ginzu some Romulan guards looking for other Dash. Hugh sets coordinates, Elna tells JL he's going to stab some fools, and roll Picard and other Dash teleporting away hand-in-hand hand credits. So, I think this is probably the best episode of the series so far. Yes, I would 100% agree with that. It was well-paced, there was a lot of information, um, so even some still decent character development, and it wasn't 40 fucking minutes long. Is that your is that your 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 qualification? It's one of them. It's definitely one of them. They actually had time to tell a fucking story. Well, I think they've told a pretty good story up to now. Otherwise, we would have been poo pooing every fucking episode. They have, and we haven't poo pooed. I think we poo pooed one episode a little bit, but even at that, it was still a good episode. It was a decent episode, yes, but that was one of those short episodes those 40 minute episodes that i think if it had another 10 minutes it could have been so much better you want 10 more minutes of setting up extra characters that he's going to eventually leave on a fucking planet anyway or on a fucking relic anyway no i wanted 10 more minutes of some explanatory backstory of how they got to the predicament that they were in because that was part of what that episode was doing. It was, it was establishing the relationship, the current relationship between the Federation and the Romulans and how they got there. Um, I think they could have fleshed that out a lot better in that 10 minutes. Now, I, th- I, I, I think there's a reason they didn't do that. I think that reason is, is that the Romulans were in. There's going to be a twist. There's going to be sure. something that happens here in the next two episodes that we all go, oh, oh. Why this is why the Federation has done what they've done. This is why they've retreated. This is why, you know, things are the way they are. Whether or not we agree with why they did it, and then the, the how the however the Romulans are that what is it the the Coven of Eight or whatever the fuck she called it the eight uh, fucking things that are 
whatever her tinfoil Alex Jones frogs are turning people gay conspiracy theory that Rafi's got. That's what's that's that, so I mean that's why we didn't get the extra ten minutes is they were like if we do any more it might spoil the the the, the Alex Jones gay frog twist. I I think we're gonna all become Zatvash. We're all going to become Zadvash. Yeah, Zadvash isn't a disease. It's not the coronavirus. No. It's not coronavirus. No, I mean it's going. They're going to. They are going to tell us the reason for the AI crap, and it is going to change our entire outlook. And well, then we're going to go start murdering doctors. Well, <laughs> they've hinted at it at this episode. She didn't really murder a doctor. Well, I guess she. Pulled the plug. What show did you watch? She did murder him. Yeah, no, I'm saying straight up. I I, I walked that back. I walked that right the fuck back. (laughs) Why did you even start walking? (laughs) Fucking you two are just (laughs) jump all over my shit immediately. Let me get my board friends and hold you back from the edge. I fucking hate you. How's your corona media? Sounds better. Clearing up? Sounds it sounds great. They told us they they have hinted at it. Like they haven't come out right out and said it, but there is a planet full of synths. Somewhere. No, no, yes. I don't think that's so. That's what they're fucking looking for. That was the whole planet with the two red yeah. moons that they they got from other Dodge this episode. Yeah, see, but why, why would other Dodge know this? Because she was because, there. No, yes. when was she there? Because that's who put her to her dad, quote unquote, put her together there. Maddox. So what is was it? Yes, she Maddox okay. sent them sure, to then Maddox go found do the things. planet. Nah, here's the thing. I don't think yes. there's a planet. There's a fucking what the fuck episode did you watch? I. It's dreams. It's, it's all not dreams. a dream. She it's even said, I'm looking for a planet that has constant electrical storms and two red moons. No, no, that's what that's what the fucking peeping Tom sister said. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. what she said because, because that was they're what they under the assumption her. because they're under the assumption that there's an entire planet full of sense. So you're saying you that there are not. I don't think there is. What do you think it is? I don't know. Zatvash are fucking crazy nuts. Here's what if Noonien soon, often wrong soon. What if he made more than just Lauren Data? That's a possibility. He did. He made before. He did make before. Mm-hmm. But the the so if there were more after Lauren Data that I were just know. as advanced, and then they just kept carrying on his work, and now there's a whole planet. But again, that wouldn't make sense as to why the Zatvash are after them, because the Zatvash is it wasn't it supposed to be an ancient secret? Yes, yeah, yeah. There's going to so be time travel we'll be someplace. I'm just waiting for the fucking time travel <sighs> shoe to Dude, drop. I will be ready for that. I know. I hope not. With your That's beach gonna be towel, so cliche. Wait a minute. Um, so, are we going to the planet that the Cylons were created on? Well, <laughs> is, that, is that what's going on? No, no, we're not. So, so basically, Battlestar Galactica and Star Trek are in the same universe. Yes, they fucked and had a child, and it's called Star Trek Picard. So Aunt say Log we all had a child. Sorry. Every time I hear, that's uh, what I think of is that stupid fucking bad lip reading uh, seagull song because that's all my daughter wants to watch. Pan if all your thoughts. <laughs> Fuck me. Run, I haven't memorized it. Run, it's run fucking sad. I can be a backpack while you run. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it, if it's time travel, I'm going to say that that's lazy writing too. Because we've seen how many times have we seen time travel now? Wait, who's who's going to time travel? Well, the Borg have time travel technology baked in. But we've seen it in. I'm trying to think. So we saw. It, I think we've seen it in every iteration of Star Trek. So I guess it yes. would make sense. Yeah, we saw it in Enterprise. We saw it in Voyager. We saw it in the fucking movies. We saw it in the original series. We saw it in the Next Generation, of, but not them directly. They didn't directly time travel. It was Q. They had a time. D- well, DS9 didn't have any time travel, did Wait, it? wait, wait. How did they time travel whenever they yes, went they back and uh, data got destroyed, but they brought them back from uh, an old West cave where oh, yeah, they did. was yeah, found? No, they have, yep, you're yeah. right. You absolutely did. That, that was, was the episode the, with Samuel that. Clemens. That was the episode of Samuel Clemens. It was a two-parter, and that was the one where uh, Data's head is older than his body now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, but that was a good episode. So they did. You're right. So they did directly time travel there. But that was like, like fucking tachyon beings or some yeah, shit. Yeah. I don't fucking no. Stupid. Uh, and then there was time travel in the movies. There was time, time travel in Voyager happened because they went back to the uh, well, Star end Base. Game. Fuck, 23? Yeah, Endgame Where, was all about uh, time travel. Old Admiral Janeway time traveled to the past to... Yep. I'm talking DS9, not Voyager. Oh, I thought you said you Voyager. You said Voyager. I meant DS9. I'm sorry. They, they, but you DS9 said Voyager. I, I meant DS9. Jesus Christ. But you said <laughs> Voyager. Jumping on my shit, Rob. That's why we're confused. I fucking hate you. Uh, anyway, they went back to the the uh, Starbase 23. Is that what it was where the Tribbles were? When Kirk yes, found the yes. Klingon spy. Yeah. So yeah, they they have time traveled. Yeah, and Worf had to Worf had to explain profits. the the old style Klingons. He said, "Don't ask." <laughs> right, and don't Do ask. It have... was then explained in Enterprise with, with it was like a genetic disease because of they were trying to make more cons. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, no, that's what they were doing. They took Did... uh, they 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 took uh, cons because con was a, a genetic um, con Noonien uh, Singh was a. Uh, genetically modified human yeah mm-hmm. and so yep. during, was, there were a whole yeah. there were a whole bunch of them and they banned them right. from earth and put them on that planet and that's why he got all pissed off and had his revenge on on kirk and right uh, and the klingons in the in the season in that inner season of enterprise where they did this episode or i think it was a two-parter maybe i don't know regardless they they retconned that it was a eugenics project <laughs> it was a eugenic they wanted to merge the uh the eugenics that the humans did with what they wanted to do and instead, it took away their ridges. Ruffles no longer have ridges because of Does, cons. Is there any time travel in Discovery? <laughs> Fuck yeah, they just went in the future like <laughs> seven trillion years. Yeah. Fuck. But no, so I'm, I'm expecting a time travel shoe to drop any episode now. We've only got, what, three episodes left in the season? Two. Three? No, maybe three. Yeah, I think you're right, three. I yeah. thought it was eight. Ten? No, it's is a it, ten I, episode season. I thought it was nine. No, I literally thought it was nine episodes. Ten episode season. I thought it was an eight episode season. Jesus fucking somebody, Christ, dude. Does anybody do research do on the show on this fucking show? Why? No, I just fly by the seat of my pants. It's more entertaining to just kind of make shit up. <laughs> somebody do research it. on the fly? I'm not doing it because I, I don't give a shit. I know. It's ten seasons. I've already done the fucking research. Ten seasons? Ten, Holy shit. Uh, ten episodes. Ten seasons. Stop jumping yeah. on my shit, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart's going to be 112. <laughs> He's going to be in the McCoy by the time this is over. Dude, he's going to say engage and die. <laughs> that's that's going to be no. how they end it. He's gonna that's be like, how he's going to go. Yeah. Right. 
He'll be on his deathbed. He'll yeah. say, engage. engage. And that's it. Engage. That's how I want to go now. But no, so time travel, I'm expecting that any day. And then we get to listen to Rob, you know, go off on fucking how he loves the show now and it's the best show ever and blah, blah, blah. So uh, it's it's not going to be near as good as Discovery because Discovery had lots of time travel. Well, this is only in its first season. Uh, yeah, an entire season was dedicated to time travel in uh, Discovery. There's a second season of Picard in the works. What? Yeah, the third season that's not out yet. Yeah, there's that one, too. Okay, look, I get that there was time travel involved, but they didn't directly time travel. It was her mom who was time traveling. Oh, no, she directly tra- time traveled. Uh, yeah. She was the oh, one yeah, that, the she, yeah, yeah, she's the one that was yeah, the, the uh, red like, star. When, th- when, when I think time travel, I don't think of one person in a stupid suit time traveling. I think of the whole ship time traveling and all, the entire crew, the whole cast being thrust into a uh, uh Whoa, what kind of time traveling time. are we doing now? Well, the time, the time Dude, traveling, time thrusting? travel pirates, time Thrust. travel, butt pirates three. Mm, I'm sure you've got that travel. on your hard drive. <laughs> I do. It's right next to space truckers. All right. Question for you. So yeah. the ex Borg that are on the cube apparently can't leave. Um, are they They're slaves to, to the Romulans? Are they captives? Are they something else? Property. I think, uh, yeah, they're property. So the Romulans, <laughs> The Romulans never do anything for altruistic reasons. They do things for their own nefarious reasons, usually, right? So, the the, the these new Borg that are or former Borg, what do they call? What did he call them? XPs? XBs? X, XBs? Yeah, X Borgs. These XBs. So these XBs are going to serve a purpose for the Romulan Star Empire. What like that is, I don't know, but that's what it is. I mean, they're trying to get. Whether it's Borg technology, whether it's the nanotechnology in the Borg, whatever it is that they want. I mean, we just saw that the black market in the in the previous episode, that the black market is rife with Borg technology, right? They're they're trying because, to create a uh, anti-AI um, or anti-Sith <laughs> army. Yeah, well, well, because uh, the bedazzled vagina lady was taking them out of uh, these these ex-Borg, these former Borg, because she wanted to sell them. There's big money in it. So it stands to reason that these things are a hot commodity for whatever reason, probably for a whole plethora of reasons, uh, whether it's it's medical research, uh, whether kink. it's kink, whether it's yeah. uh, a weapons research, which yeah. is probably what the Romulans want to use it for. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I mean that's why they're not letting them go. They're like, sure, you can you can get rid of all of their technology, but they're not going anywhere, and we're taking the technology that you're getting rid of. So you don't think it's because the Romulans are trying to make up for maybe creating the Borg in the past? No, I don't think that's. I, don't think I think that's too on the nose. Borg. You think no. so? Yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah. too on the nose. It might be if they created the Borg, it creates a whole lot of problems. For everyone involved, <laughs> because number one, uh, how did the Romulans create the Borg? And then the Borg weren't even in the same quadrant of the galaxy. Because if you remember, I Q in, in the next generation episode that, that they, uh, that they introduced the Borg, Q had to bring them from whatever quadrant they were in the Delta, Delta quadrant, Delta, yeah, all the way to the alpha quadrant. Well, yeah, but it only like, takes 70 surprise. years to get from the Delta Quadrant to the Alpha Quadrant. Voyager 
establish that. Yeah, I, I get that. So what are you saying? So but I'm no, saying but the, the board the Delta Quadrant was widely not not explored for that reason. Well, what I'm saying is the Romulans could have, you know, created the Borg or created the and precursor to the Borg, the Borg, the Queen, possibly, and then shot them off into the Delta Quadrant. Uh, that's where they started assimilating other races and came to power and then started heading back to the alpha quadrant. Yeah. See, I don't, that doesn't, that doesn't fly with my head cannon in, in the fact that, um, <laughs> Romulans don't necessarily say, Oh, this is a failed experiment. Let's shoot them off into the Delta quadrant. They say, Oh, this is a failed experiment. Um, let's douse them with red mist. <laughs> well, maybe they didn't have red mist technology back then. Maybe they had green mist. Maybe. Or maybe they, they didn't have a way to contain what they had done except gun. for to get uh, shove like it to Mr. the other Fuji? side of the fucking galaxy. Wait, no. green mist like Mr. Fuji? No, I was thinking green mist like in Nemesis. Oh. Oh, when he, oh, when he I, killed I, I, all I, I, the senators uh, with the help uh, of the something radiation a uh, wrestling manager. Uh, green, green Fuji. No, I'm thinking, I was thinking green mist, like in, uh, nemesis, uh, whatever that, uh, whatever that, um, um, radiation was that they're talking about. So Therion or Thelion or the, yeah, the, the gas that they killed the Senate with, with the help of the Remans. Yeah. Yeah, Which was some sort of radiation. Wow. Research on the fly by shit. He won't research on the fly. How many episodes there are. But Thaleron, 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 radiation. Yep. He'll he'll research that, but not how many episodes are in Picard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's part of, it's in the tertiary um, EM band with biogenic properties able to consume organic matter at a subatomic. Ooh, hey, maybe they made Thaleron uh, um, suicide pills. Maybe that's what the suicide pills are made out of. Mm, possibly yeah because it does basically dissolve them yeah of course it made uh dodge blow the fuck up no i think that that was was the the rifle that was was the rifle that exploded yeah interesting nice catch i know i just put two and two together and came up with 17 that yeah that seems like legit rob math yep it is tracks it does (laughs) <laughs> so, otherwise. I, still, I, I still think it was mr fuji they just brought in mr fuji and he spit the green mist all on the senate and they all died and then so did he rest in peace mr fuji who the fuck is mr fuji How i the don't fuck do you not know who mr i'm glad fuji i'm not is? the only one i was just gonna stay quiet <laughs> jesus christ the wwf wrestling manager from the fucking 80s oh my god yeah oh mr. shit fuji. yeah i remember now Holy crap, yeah. I haven't thought about that in, well, since the 80s. He dressed like Charlie Chaplin, yes. and, he, and he would spit green yeah. mist. He had that he fucking had bowler hat and the black suit. The bowler hat, yeah. yeah. Fuck, I yes. I remember now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think, don't. I, I, don't, I don't remember if he ever spit the green mist or if he just managed the dude that spit the green mist. But regardless, green mist and Mr. Fuji go hand in hand like porn and Rob. <laughs> so. Okay. This is definitely <laughs> not the same Picard as we saw in, in TNG. Or no. or maybe it well, is. No, he's and we older. Just, and, well, shut the fuck up. Maybe it is the same Picard, and we just never saw this side of Picard, but he well, is... Well, we saw it in Nemesis, and we saw it, we saw flashes of it in Iborg. 
so in the, well, no, in the I'm not talking. Episode, I'm not talking the the malicious Picard towards the Borg. I mean, that's that's certainly understandable, and we did see that somewhat in the in the Next Generation. I'm talking the Picard using his crew as just a tool for his own ends. Picard. I don't. I don't know if that's accurate either. You don't. He even no. He even told. Uh, Elnor, hey man, like I don't want to. So Elnor would be the again. exception, and I think he feels bad for leaving Elnor on Vashti all those years. Are you talking about him making Roth, Rafi uh, call the Admiral and burn that bridge? Well, it's not only that, but Rios going into Romulan space without a fucking plan ahead of time. Okay, but here's the thing: like he said that if they get a hold of Dodge and they figure out whatever the fuck it is they want to figure out, it's it's probably the end of the galaxy. Like he, yeah, said, he said that, that. Like it's not just, it's, yeah. he's like, you know, it's a little like, cause even seven said, what are you doing? Picard? Are you out here saving the galaxy? He's like, well, there's this girl and yeah, there might be a little bit of that too. So, I mean, he knows that, that there are bigger, there are things at stake here that are more than just him saving this innocent synth, right? He gets that. He under, he understands the bigger picture and whether or not he really buys into Rafi's, conspiracy gay frog bullshit. He still thinks that there's more going on because he has to at this point, because Starfleet has been so dead set against helping the Romulans from the start. So he, there's gotta be something more going on and he wants to figure out what it is and try to win back, try to get back the, the Starfleet and the Federation that he remembers. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that, but do you think he would have, if, if it were Riker and LaForge and uh, Crusher on his crew, do you think he would be treating them like he's treating Rios and Gerardi and Rafi? We'll f- we'll find will, out next week. I will. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I mean, I he will, he just tell he just like wormholed over to to wherever Riker is is what the. Um, oh, which uh, reminds me. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen the previews because I watched it on my Apple 4K. So <laughs> you should uh, quit doing that. Did you guys catch the, so he said a pente, right? Nepente, yeah. And I'm like, what the, why does that sound so familiar to me? Did any of you, did either of you guys catch it? It's in Star Trek Bridge Commander. No. I I, I caught it, but I don't know why I caught it. Why did I catch it? Right, neither did I. And I I looked it up. It's very close to the Pinot Planet. uh, Oh, Rio Pente. Rio Pente, yeah. Yeah. Star Trek 5. Yeah, it's also, it's it's also mentioned in the Star Trek game, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. so Pente is the um, the summer home of Rua Pente. Anyway, <laughs> I I will I will point you, sir, to uh, uh, all good things and how he basically used fucking Crusher, used Riker to go save the universe. Use them like fuck your careers, fuck your bullshit. We are going to go do this because it's what's right. And it's what's important. Okay. Like, yeah, he took, he took them into Klingon space when he wasn't supposed to. And he forced Worf to give them basically diplomatic credentials to be there. And then he took fucking everyone on this, this wild ride on a fucking, just trying to figure out what the, you know, what Q's trying to, to, to help him figure out. Yeah. Okay. I got your point. Yeah. That's that's a good example of of him doing pretty much the same thing to to his original crew. So I stand corrected. At this point in time, um, 
the Jason's Wrong song. Well, I'm not wrong. I don't think, no, I don't think he's wrong because Picard is using his crew. He's using them as tools, which is what a captain is supposed to do, which is why when, when Deanna Troy went through her command training, she was, she had to figure out that, Hey, the only way to fix this problem was I have to send a friend, a, a, a comrade to die. That's part of, that's part of being in command. Yep. Is you, you don't get have to friends. know these people. That's not you. that because you know these people intimately. It's just like going to work every day with the same people. If you do that for enough days in a row, they become your friends. They become your second family in some I, cases. I don't like any. Of I know my you. I don't. I typically don't like people either, Rob. I'm just saying that for normal people, that's what happens. You want to hang outside. Hang out outside of work. You want to get to know these people. It, it happens everywhere, but in in a command role in the military, you got to be willing to sacrifice. Able, them. Yeah, you have to sacrifice them. So, so that's this, part of the that's part of the deal, and you know Picard gets that. Yeah, this leads to my second question: Is where's the line that the crew is going to draw on? You know, Picard wanting them to do things that aren't necessarily in in their best interests. I don't, I don't think, think I, there yeah, won't be a line. Because, nope. I mean, it's, his old crew, I mean, were, uh, were loyal. Were, Rios is too cavalier. He doesn't really give a shit. Um, well, yeah, I mean, money. he's, he's, he's got that whole existentialist thing going, and he really doesn't care. I mean, it's all, yeah. you know, what's what's the point? I, I honestly, I don't think Rafi will um, come out of her room. Rafi's loyal. Yeah, she's loyal, but she. I don't. I think she's done. No, yeah. I don't think she's done. I really don't. Yeah. Look, at she was how how concerned was she when they were when the Romulans were closing in there at the end of the episode? I think she's she's pretty concerned. I, I think she might be a little bit done with Picard, but I think she wants to get to the bottom of this conspiracy that she has oh, been it, tracking it, yeah, for. Yeah. It's it's the last, very it's what, twenty years almost. Yeah, it's, it's very much self self motivated. Maybe. But I also think that Picard has a lot of uh, swagger. I mean, he still carries a big stick. I mean, it, when, when you mention Picard, when you mention his name. Have you been digging in the into Rob's library again? I, I was just wondering how he knew that Picard had a big dick. He's got a lot of stroke. <laughs> so all I'm saying is, it's is probably Picard all still has, he's still got stroke. People still say that. Is that a thing? No, probably not. Because guys Anything? like Rob uh, fucking made it dirty. He's got he's he's got a lot of gravitas, right? Yeah, he does a have a lot of pull. Okay. Yeah. Oh my so, god! <laughs> How many double entendres are we gonna have? Stroke, pull, <laughs> big stick. That's all I'm saying. So I think, yeah, I don't think the crew and Elnor has sworn to to protect him at all costs. So Elnor has no line. Can we just start? Are we gonna see Elnor Elrond? again? Do you think he's gonna yes. make it off the cube? Yes. Or Legolas? Yes. Let's start calling him Legolas. I'll, I'll be Romulan honest. Legolas. <laughs> when the episode ended, that was the best way to end that episode where it goes to black and he says, please, friends, choose to live. Yeah, that was like, pretty cool. Fuck yeah. Like, you just uh, want to see that in Star Trek. Yeah, what, that was okay, pretty good. Okay, so uh, that brings up a question I had. Um, why didn't he just go with him? I mean, I understand that they needed to hide the place, but the thing the the wall closed up 
before anybody else ever showed up. I well, think there they needed, a couple of reasons. They needed to distract him long enough to to hide that room so the wall was still closing and maybe there was still some electromagnetic activity coming from the wall, so they had to distract the guards from being able to, to scan the place. Yeah. They they were there to buy time. Yeah, but it looked like it looked like unless you knew exactly where you were touching, it wouldn't it wouldn't get inactivated. I think it's more from a story perspective. It was to make sure that Picard was able to in a non <laughs> like Picard still has this thing where he's not supposed to have attachments to the crew. Right. Like that's still his. And so he, that was his thing in next generation. This one's like, no, I, I want, I don't want to leave you again, Elnor. So I think from a story perspective, that was the first one. And then the second one was, it's just badass in the episode with a guy with a fucking samurai sword going, Hey guys, I really like you to not die today. So, <laughs> so like, stand down but, and I won't have to kill you. Right. So I think that's, I think from a story perspective is the reason that they, they had him stay behind. Cause you're right. They, it looked like everything was fine and they, he could have went through and Hugh would have been able to handle it and just surrender and be like, Oh, I got in there. So I like that. They're trying to bring Elnor into the story more and not just use him as a prop. Um, they kind of used him as the audience analog a little bit at the beginning of the episode to uh, get the audience caught up who may not be familiar with the next generation on the relationship between Picard and the Borg. Oh, Picard and Hugh, for that matter. And Picard and Hugh, yeah. Um, But I still think they have a long way to go with developing Elnor beyond just, you know, this cardboard samurai that swings a sword every once in a while. Well, and I think the other reason that he stayed behind, thank you for reminding me when you said that cardboard samurai sword, he's supposed to die. Like, that's what Elnor is supposed to do. That's what these uh, battle nuns, these warrior nuns, whatever the fuck you want to call them, are supposed to do. Yeah, they only join a lost cause. They they know they're going to die. Like, odds are you're going to die. And so for, for Elnor, the greatest honor, which is weird to say when dealing with a Romulan, the greatest honor for him would be to die in the name of Picard's cause. Well, I mean, that whole faction is the writers going, okay, what is, what makes up, what makes a Romulan a Romulan? And let's make something that is absolutely the opposite of that. I think it would have been better with a Klingon because then, you know, Klingons and honor that kind of goes hand in hand. It's a good day to die. Today is a good day to die. Yeah. We haven't Uh, seen a Klingon. Well, I, there's a reason they don't, that you they don't think, exist anymore. You can thank Discovery and how weird Klingons look now. Uh, we'll probably see them in season two. They'll probably figure out a way to make Worf look like the rest of the Klingons. Bring and Worf just, back. Right. Because uh, I think I think there's 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 uh, rumblings and grumblings that Worf is the uh, Enterprise captain. He is the Enterprise captain. That is 100% accurate. Yes. Yeah. In the in in one of the comics is or in one of the new novels or something in one of those. <laughs> oh yeah, speaking is, of the new novel, uh, there's a new novel that gives backstory to the um, to what led up to uh, the Mars crisis and and the and the Romulan thing that I'm going to start reading this week. Ooh. All good, or not all good things. What is that fucking novel called? Just got it the other day. We uh, can sit here and wait. Uh, yeah, Last Best Hope. Star so, Trek Picard, I might have to check Last that out. Best Hope. So, so, you know, you make, you, you've made comments before that, you know, you don't want to have to 
in uh, ingest ancillary material to get the story. You have said that before, yes. I have. Yeah, you're right. So is this is this an exception or this is, is definitely this... Ex- an exception because they have explained enough as to what has happened before that I understand it in the show. I don't have to consume this. I'm consuming this because I want to. Yeah. All right. That's fair. I think that's fair. I think uh, I'm like that with Star Trek as well. Like anything I I will want to read Star Wars. I'm not. Well, I haven't read a Star Trek book in probably 15 years. Oh, neither have I. But I mean, I used to read them all the time, like voraciously. So what, what is your guys's um, thoughts on this high, what is it? High Republic error or whatever crap that they're throwing out. Oh, the Star Wars project luminous. Yeah. 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 It's so far away. I don't give a fuck. Like when it starts to come out, I might watch it, but I, no, no, I'm, I'm talking about the the books and shit that they're starting. Oh, I give a starting. fuck. I don't read. I was just gonna say I don't. I, I don't read Star Wars books, but Star Trek books. I loved those. I loved those. But like Jason, I haven't read any in like 15 years. But all, I used to love all those because it was. But are they considered I, canon? No, 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 no. It's just like uh, legacy stuff. But I think they pigeon. Like, let's. I want to get back. I want to circle back. That's what they call it in the biz. Circle back. I want to circle back to uh, uh, to why it's it's Romulans and, and not anything else. It's because they pigeonholed themselves with the whole Romulus blowing up. If they would have had, if they would have made it Klingon, like the Klingon homeworld blowing up, then the the whole you know having battle nuns would have made more sense than having fucking Romulans have battle nuns. I'm not complaining. I'm not. Because I'm okay with the, the Romulan battle nuns because they, they've spun it in a way where it's like they're com- the complete antithesis of what a Ro- what Romulans are, right? Which yeah, are, they're, they're, the other, they're the other side of the Tal Shiar coin. Yeah. Like instead of being uh, subversive, we're going to be very out in the open. We're going to be like very blunt. So I, I like that. I, I'm okay with it. But which, yeah, which I think, also I think ties the into the whole duality of this fucking series. Yes. Agreed. Did anybody else miss LaForge this episode? Uh, yeah. Was he in this episode? No. I'm saying if you, did you miss him? No. This was a Hugh heavy episode. Oh yeah. And he and you were like best buds. Yeah. Right. I mean, it wasn't Picard and Hugh that had the, the great relationship. It wasn't until later on where you kind of saw a little bit uh, of that, where it was when Lore had taken over, um, taking control of some of the, the ex-Borg, right? Yeah, he had, and, he had created and, a colony. Yeah, and then Hugh had to come in and help save the day. And, and and so you saw a little bit of interaction between Hugh and Picard, but it wasn't anything like we saw this time where Hugh and Picard like embraced and they're like, oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long. How are you? And so there's none of that. There was none of that in the Next Generation episodes. With It was always that with him and Jordy though. So I, that's all I'm saying is did anybody else kind of feel like Jordy should have maybe been in this episode or at no, least they mentioned got, in the episode? No, they got they got too many um, fan service callbacks already. I guess. I don't know, but it sounds like from what Frakes said, when Frakes directed the two episodes that he directed, he had no idea he was going to get called back to, to reprise his role as Riker. Really? Yeah. Like that's the that's how far out they were <laughs> they were behind I guess. Oh, and you know uh, Frank uh, Frakes has a uh, he's got the record now. 
Um, yeah, he's been in every yep. uh, iteration of uh, Star Trek. Yep. Every? Except for, except uh, for the except original, original series. series. Original, yeah. yeah but yeah. yep, every. Was he, he has on the Voyager? recurring character. He was. Yes. Uh, season uh, finale? No. No, that was Enterprise. He was in the season finale. That was finale Enterprise. Enterprise. That was the series finale of Enterprise. Uh, yeah, he was in Voyager. Oh, God. What was it? Rena Sirtis was in Voyager. Research on the fly. How the fuck did they pull them into Voyager? Uh, because Barkley was able to find a way to communicate with them. And so when Barkley was able to find that way to communicate with him, I know that was the oh, episode um, that uh, 30, Troy was in. 34th episode of Voyager. The episode features Quinn, uh, another Q type of person. Oh, that's right. And Quinn brings in, uh, brings the, in the Riker to yeah. act as a, uh, as a as an impartial judge. But then with the caveat that when I send you back, your mind gets wiped. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Yep, uh, that sounds like an awful fucking episode. It, yeah, it wasn't good. I wasn't. A it big was. Fan of yeah, it was some sort of like uh, uh, Quinn was the. Um, uh, he was the the kid. Yeah. So Quinn was an offspring from Q and something else there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fun fact: uh, Frakes did not play. Oh no no uh, no! Q Quinn was the one. Uh, he was a Q that wanted to commit suicide. That's right. That's who he was. Yeah. 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 No, that was actually a really good episode now. Yeah. I'm so, admit, yeah. Cause it was, it was really, it was a really dark themed episode. Like, do you have the right to die if you want? I mean, he was bored. He was bored in the continuum. So yeah. But he and and Q, Q continuum dudes don't commit suicide. Right. They don't die. And so he brought dies. Riker in to determine if he, he should die or not. No, Q did. Q brought him in to act as an impartial. Because nobody on Voyager could do that. No, no. He, uh, they summon was, they summon witnesses against uh, to testify against Quinn, yeah. uh, wanting to do suicide. Riker denies any claim to have known Quinn until Q shows Riker that Quinn had helped his family in the past as a soldier in the Civil War. Um, so Quinn had a connection yeah. to Riker. Yeah. Fun fact. Not to, because I don't want to go down the Voyager rabbit hole anymore. Uh, Jonathan Frakes did not play William T. Riker on Deep Space Nine. Who did he play? He played his uh, uh, Thomas, Thomas Riker. Yeah, Riker. Thomas Riker, his transporter yeah. accident twin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I remember that episode. Yeah. He was a Maquis uh, spy because he, he was a Maquis sympathizer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So, fun fact, but I mean, he's still technically, technically, he's still William T. Riker, just a not the William T. Riker we all know. He was a William T. Riker that was stuck underground for 13 so years. So, how did they drag him in, into Discovery? So, uh, are you ever going to watch the no. series finale? No. Okay, so spoiler, because this is a, if you have never watched Discovery, or not Discovery, I mean, uh, Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, he How hasn't they, been in Discovery yet. That's yeah, the only one. Yeah. No, he's been in, I thought you meant Enterprise. Yeah, no, he hasn't been in Discovery yet. Okay. So all, when all you say the, Discovery, all the I think series, worst one ever. Yeah. All the series <laughs> except for the original series and Discovery. Right. Okay. All right. So moving on. I don't know on. if they'll ever get him in Discovery. How would they do that? 
Uh, probably Q or somebody from the Q uh, continuum. I don't know. I need a goddamn Q episode. That seems to be the Deus Ex Machina that Star Trek goes to nowadays. I'm okay with that because I want a fucking Q goddamn episode. I wanted a Q movie. I'm never getting that. Now I want a goddamn Q episode. I would, I don't know. I, I can see them bringing Delancey back for maybe season two of Picard. I hope so. Oh, God, I hope so. And I hope he brings that fucking mariachi band with him. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So is is Hugh really altruistic in his motives? I still no, he wanted. I still get. He, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he does seem to want something from Picard. But is it just Picard's endorsement to uh, make a free Borg? Yes, I, I don't think Q or Hugh. Uh, I, I don't think Hugh is. um has any yeah i i i feel like he's good okay i mean i i'm getting mixed signals from him but i wanted i, I wanted to gauge that. yeah i wanted to gauge y'all's reaction to see if you if you got the same thing no but i called it i did call it and i did say that he knew uh dodge other dodge was off yeah, yeah. he didn't he know didn't exactly know how would, though yeah. yeah no he didn't but, she, but he, he knew that she was, she was special and I called it too that Rios and Girardi were going to hook up. Uh, I don't know if they did. Uh, what do you mean you don't know I, if they did? She just think, drug him back to her bedroom. Yeah, but, but you know she has her? a she has a superpower. She knows when she's going to do something <sighs> wrong. Right, and she yeah. backed off, and then she initiated it again and led him toward the room. No, they went to go play soccer. Yeah, on the holiday. Yeah, that's it. Didn't he say to her, uh, I haven't watched this episode twice yet. He did so, not say that to forgive her. Forgive me. Didn't, right. Did he not say to her, isn't there something you want to tell me? Or is there something you want to tell me? Because at this point, I'm not understanding why the EMH isn't fucking coming back online and telling Rios, hey, you know, you're, you're porking somebody who murdered a patient. Well, I mean, well, maybe she he's disabled the EMH. The EMH. He's, he's, uh, he's not the uh, love doctor. Or she disabled the EMH. No, you can't disable the you EMH. Can't, you, what yeah. do you mean you All can't you can disable the EMH? All you can do you is can deactivate it, it. Yeah, you can deactivate it, but you can't, you can't make it go away forever. She might be able I mean, to disable it. it. No, she's not smart enough. What are you talking about? She's the fucking foremost cyber <laughs> cyberneticist well, in the fucking she galaxy. Maddox. She just wanted a goddamn promotion in the galaxy is all she wanted. That's why she killed him. Because before it was Maddox was the premier forefront fucking knowledge holder of all things AI. And now she is because she killed him. Well, it seems like a very Romulan thing to do. Oh, she's Zod so you think she's, on, Rom- she's Bosch now. <laughs> you think she's a you think she's a Romulan no. spy? You think she's got no, Romulan no. ears underneath there? No. no, no, I do. I want to find out what's underneath uh, incest sister's blouse. She's so hot. Panties. She's so hot, but man, no, she is no such panties. a one dimensional character. I don't care. That she is, can be one dimensional in my bedroom. That is another Dude, fucking Tom me all cutout. day long. Yeah. I don't care. I'll pretend to be her brother. Whatever helps her. <laughs> oh my god! You've been watching Rob's stash too much. You need to fucking take a break. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts? 
boy, we ended this one on a weird note. Yeah, we did. <laughs> James. Yes, sir. This episode of The Impossible Cube, more sci fi than 11.22.63. There are spaceships, there are aliens, there are lasers, phasers, there are androids, there are half-androids, there are ex-androids. Yeah, uh, this episode is certainly more sci-fi than 11-22-63, but you know what? So is my ham sandwich. Your ham sandwich is weird. It's delicious. It's made of ham. It has some mayo on it. Yum. Rob, you got a haiku for us? I do. Um, this one is titled New Talents Part Do. <laughs> Rios plays soccer. Other Dodge hates potpourri. Space Elf stays behind. <laughs> wow. Space Elf. Space Elf. You know, I have kind of like equated the Vulcans and the Romulans to space high elves and space dark elves. Yeah, space yeah, that's elf. probably that's probably pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> yeah. And it's just been in this series. I never really thought that before, but in this series, seeing you know both of them in the same series so much, yeah, it's definitely space elves, space high elves, and space dark elves. Man, Lord of the Rings is affecting sci-fi. Yeah, you think All that makes the Klingons later. like space dwarves? Yes. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, that would be Worf and and, and uh, Elnor going at it, <laughs> like like counting. <laughs> then Elnor blows up a ship. Still counts as one. <laughs> yeah, that'd be Worf for sure. Who's got awards? Yes, sir. Yes, Rob. Who's got your black lung? Um, I gave my black lung to Rafi because um, she had to take a, she took a hit of her snake leaf uh, before and then after. <laughs> yeah. Yep. She's got mine as well for the same reason. Okay. Uh, Space vape. <laughs> so I didn't really count that as, as smoking uh, since there's no smoke involved. It was just kind of vaping. So mine's going to honorary doc coddle. But how is vaping not smoking? It's not smoke. It acts like smoke. No, it acts like water vapor. It's water vapor. You act like water vapor. I got your water vapor hanging. I don't know what that means. Who's got water vapor can't hang. Yeah, it hangs in the air. Oh, my God. (laughs) Who's got your head lush? James. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, uh. Incest brother. What the fuck is his name? Narek. Narek. Yeah. Narek has it because he took a, a big old swig of Romulan ale. When did he do that? Uh, right after he got pissed off at his girlfriend. Yeah. No. Uh, no, his when sister. He, no, no, his sister. Yeah. So well, I, you were right. No, I was you right the girlfriend. first time. Yeah, yeah, I was right the first time. <laughs> All right, Rob, who's got your head lush? Um, I gave it to Rafi because, uh, you know, giant bottle of booze to bed. 
Yeah, that's that's who's getting mine. She drug it from her bed to mm-hmm. go talk with the captain, and mm-hmm. then drug it back to her bed, swigging it and, the entire time. Yeah, it couldn't hit it fast enough after she hung up from that phone call. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, Rob, who's got your uh, player award? Um, I gave it to Rios uh, for seducing Girardi with soccer. <laughs> okay, <laughs> James. Yeah, Rios, but not for that. He was shirtless, man. That's what seduced her. Not soccer. Yeah, fucking no, commie soccer. ball. No, no, <laughs> it wasn't commie ball. ball. He he went all fucking Ben Swolo on her. <laughs> ben Swolo. My God. So mine's going to the other side of that equation. Mine's going to Gerardi because I'm pretty sure she just seduced him and not the other way around. He was just sitting there I'm, playing soccer. Uh, and she was shirtless. 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 Definitely shirtless. Yeah. But and then he said, I think, even, I think even if he had a shirt on, she would have probably no, gone to seduce no. him. She needed uh, no she needed some good deep dicking to get her mind off of Maddox. <laughs> Did I wake you? Did my soccer playing wake you? <laughs> oh, that's that's exactly what it was. It was a shirt, not the or lack of okay. not, not anything else. OK, James, who's got your purple hippo? My purple hippo goes to other Dodge because when you find out that you're 37 months old, what the fuck? <laughs> Rob? Uh, yeah, other Dodge finding out that she's uh, the ripe old age of 37 months. So mine's going to other Dodge for a different reason. Uh, mine's going for inhaling some of that red mist and then uh, hulking out on the yoga floor uh, to pound her way through the to the other deck below. So... Which is different than pounding her way through the fucking Romulan guard, which is what she was doing up to this episode. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so either the red mist gave her superpowers or... I just wanted to make a pounding joke and you two are like, what the fuck ever. (laughs) And he just moves on. Moving on. She's been pounding Narek for, well, since the series beginning. That's what I'm saying. Up until now, she's been pounding the Romulan guard. I don't think he's really the Romulan guard. I think he's more the, the Romulan spy. Okay, fine. The Romulan spy. Jesus Christ. He's the spy who loved her. Oh, my God. You went a long way for that. Worth the walk. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. So as a reminder, I want to let everybody know that we still have the Keanu Reeves Day petition out there on smokinganddrinkinginspace.com. So uh, head out to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com. Click the link in the upper right-hand corner that says support Keanu Reeves Day and go sign the petition. Uh, We are also running a special promotion for any of our Patreon uh, supporters and future Patreon supporters. If you sign up on Patreon, you get to pick a title that we will review in the very near future. So if you want to throw a few nickels our way, go to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Patreon and sign up. Anything else y'all want to talk about? No. All right. No, I think we've, I think we've hit on everything. Thanks for asking. Though. I do appreciate it. Yeah. Well, you know, I like to include you guys every once in a while. I'm just that kind of a nice guy. And that's all we got for this week. Our intro and outro music is welcome home by Cambo. Podcrawl music is Snack Mix My Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Discord. On Twitter at status underscore podcast, or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. If you want to throw a few nickels our way, just like I said before, become a Patreon supporter by going to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Patreon. 
And for this week, I'm Jason. I'm really busy right now looking up Peyton List pictures. Holy That's shit. That's Rizzo. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. No, I wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Even if crackers was my dog.